Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Solda, co-founder, coming at you live. I hope you guys are having a fabulous evening as we get ready to jump into another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. Of course, I want to plug these books real quick. Ryan's book, From Fear to Love, that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com. Then we had this incredible workbook. Oh, you can get this on Amazon and postinstitute.com as well. And then we have this awesome workbook that is available in print on Amazon only. We have it as an ebook on our website as well. And we're making progress slowly but surely. We should have it in-house very soon. I see some of you guys logging in. So good to see you guys watching. Thanks so much. Uh, then we also have Brian's book, The Great Behavior Breakdown. You can get this on Amazon as well as postinstitute.com. And of course, if anybody wants to say hi or chime in, add to the conversation, I always love hearing from you guys. I hope you had um, an enjoyable weekend. I hope that you had the chance to get some rest for the weekend. I found that I needed like extra doses of rest and I'm thankful to be able to have gotten it. Um, I had a conversation today with my dear friend and colleague, Kelly Belt, who is operating our book study program. Um, if you're not familiar, we have a Fear to Love book study where folks go through this book with one of our master um, parent coaches. Um, we go, it's a six week program and it is an incredible opportunity. We keep the groups limited to 10 per group so that people can get, um, pro individual attention and have a chance to, to ex have conversation and exchange and engage. And so, Hey, Nicole, it's good to see you. And Joni, it is lovely to see you. Um, I hope you guys are doing well this evening. So tonight, um, for February, we've been talking about all things love because, well, you know, February and Valentine's Day and all that good stuff. And so, you know, we talked about some postisms and we talked about some um, spiritual principles with regards to love. And now we're going to talk a little bit more about the biology of love. Um, so, um, God, this is, um, it's just so important that we understand what we're learning from the field of neuroscience um, as it relates to how our brains develop, <laughs> what it all means, and how important relationship is. So uh, Bruce Perry is one of the first to say that we are biologically designed to be in relationship. And it is through relationship that many of our, much of our biochemistry gets activated. And so tonight specifically, I wanna talk about two very specific chemicals, and that's dopamine and oxytocin. So dopamine, it has just recently been being researched, like what I'm reading is some research from 2017 that is showing us some really good indicators about how dopamine is expressed in infants in the parent-child relationship and how strong the relationship between, and in this research it was the mother, between the mother's synchronicity with the child and her ability to sense and predict the child's needs and meet those needs or to at least be responsive to the needs and how that creates dopamine in the brain as well as oxytocin. So I wanted to give you all, if you don't already have uh, some information about the benefits of dopamine. Let's just, I'm just going to pull this straight up from WebMD. 
Um, dopamine plays the role in, lear in learning, motivation, heart rate, blood vessel fluctuation, kidney function, lactation, sleep, mood, attention, the control of nausea and vomiting, pain processing, and movement. <sighs> Having adequate dopamine is pretty important, isn't it? Pretty important. The other, um, the other hormone, actually the other chemical is a hormone, oxytocin. We talk about oxytocin quite a lot um, as we know that in the parent-child relationship, when we, are, when we are having loving eye contact, when we are rocking, when we are cooing, when we are breast, well, when, when we breastfeed, in that exchange, the mother actually also experiences a release of oxytocin, as does the baby. And so that is a really big, uh, big reason. That's like a big proponent for the benefits, one of the many benefits of breastfeeding. Um, but not to say that that is the only way that oxytocin is created in the parent-child relationship. All those nurturing things that we do help to create oxytocin at the brain level. We are not born with an oxytocin, a learned oxytocin release mechanism. And so uh, during infancy, when we are doing all of those mothering, nurturing activities, um, all of those activities help build oxytocin at the brain level. One of the things that's super important about that is oxytocin helps to modulate the stress hormone cortisol. And so when we think about that hypersensitive amygdala that senses distress, threat, the, a need, the baby has a need, it's registered in the amygdala, the amygdala sends out cortisol, the baby cries. When we come and meet that need, we're helping to build that release of oxytocin at the brain level. We're also helping to build dopamine and all these things that, I mean, think about it, learning, motivation, heart rate, blood vessel functioning, kidney function, lactation, sleep, mood, attention, control of nausea and vomiting, pain processing, movement, all of those things are affected by having enough dopamine. So, since we're talking about all things love, understanding that the loving, the, the actions of love demonstrated towards our infants and children are very important building blocks for their future ability to learn. We know that when we are stressed out and overwhelmed, that our short-term memory is suppressed and our thinking is distorted and confused. And if you have never experienced really high levels of stress, you are going to have a hard time believing this as being true, but I guarantee you it is. And I tell you this, um, so if you've not already heard the story, if you have, excuse me, but I was in a bank robbery one time. Uh, I was like, mm, probably about 42 uh, when this happened. And um, I, was, I was at the bank. I was at the little desk writing my slip to make a deposit and this person comes in, it's a very small bank, goes straight up to the counter, puts the mask on and a gun. I hid behind a chair, pulled out my flip phone <laughs> to dial 911 and I could not dial 911. My short-term memory was suppressed and my thinking was distorted and confused. 
and it happens to our children more often than we realize because of the hypersensitive amygdala as a result of trauma that they have experienced in the womb or in pre-birth pre-birth and early life experiences. Love is healing. The ability to build oxytocin and dopamine does not go away. It is available through the lifespan. Building oxytocin is one of the primary focuses of the parenting model that we teach. That's why we're always talking so much about love. That's why we're always talking about time in. That's why we're always talking about the same sensory pathways that can be triggers can also be avenues for soothing. Um, we used to talk, I used to talk all about touch because our skin is our largest organ. It is a terrific avenue for soothing, but not all people are comfortable with touch. It has to be based on everybody feeling safe. Otherwise, it's not going to create the oxytocin that we're looking for. I flipped over to a little article just to give myself some reminders that might be helpful. Um, ways that you can create oxytocin for yourself ways to fill your cup so that you have enough oxytocin to engage in oxytocin building uh, activities with your child, making love, cuddling, snuggling, uh, chocolate, <laughs> sunshine, walk, music, depending on the music, whatever, you know, there's different kinds, of, there's so many different kinds of music. Some things can be agitating. Some music can be very comforting and soothing, and that's different for every person. What's comforting for one may not be comforting for the other. Weighted blankets, same thing. Um, petting a dog, uh, laughing. So that's a quick, quick list of 10 activities that can be oxytocin, that can help create oxytocin at the brain level, a massage. Um, I remember, uh, and I'll, I'll share this again, but Brian did a great video, uh, it was probably about this time last year, as a matter of fact, where he talked about um, encouraging parents to do um, at least 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, you and your partner spend time together. It can be laying in the bed watching TV. It could be laying in the bed face to face, talking about hard things. It could be giving one another a massage creating higher levels of in in intimacy outside of just sex. I mean, sex is obviously a great way to share intimacy, but intimacy can also be um, through our emotional connection, our heartfelt connection. So spending time with one another, really putting effort, concerted effort, thoughtful effort into your relationship as a way to also increase oxytocin, so that you'll be better at providing oxytocin for your children. So I'm gonna do more research, more reading, especially about dopamine, because that is some new research. I read through it about three times. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around exactly what they did in their study, because it was very interesting the way they noticed the synchronicity between the caregiver and the infant synchronicity is a really interesting uh, when you think about synchronicity when you think about being attuned to your children and i feel like that there is some um, there are some natural synchronicities that um, occur in the parent-child relationship when our babies are carried in our womb and we then are parenting those babies 
and that when we are raising adopted and foster children, there may need to be more um, thought, maybe even more effort, maybe more time devoted to developing that synchronicity. Um, it's something that I feel like we really, I, I can't wait until tomorrow when I have a little bit more time to do some research and then I'm gonna come back and share with you what I learn. If anybody has any uh, articles that you think that I should look into, I'll be glad to, but synchronicity and attunement is extremely important. It is what, it. those are the words, it's like harmonics, it's like the harmonics of your family. When you think about rhythm, and you think about like just the harmonics of the relationships within your family and how things can flow out of this natural state of synchronicity. But when, you know, you think about, okay, so through the birth process, um, you, there's nine months for the family to get highly acquainted with this baby and for the baby to get highly acquainted with the family. Hearing is occurring at 18 months. They're able to actually see infants in the womb or actually able to see through filtered light in the womb at 15 weeks. There's brain waves measured at 28 weeks. So there's a synchronicity that's taking place in the womb that um, we have to give grace to, we have to have understanding about. And as adopted and foster parents, we have to really give thought to how we can build synchronicity and attunement for our family. So that's it for my message tonight. I look forward to sharing more. I would really love for you guys to take away this one thing and that is the importance, the importance of building oxytocin at the brain level, spending time in fun activities with your children, the cuddle time, snuggle time, all of that stuff is so, it is so important. It is so important. It's important for you and it is important for your children. And if you've not found the pathway of soothing that your child relates to and responds to the best, then that is, um, that is a, an, a, a, an avenue of research, of personal research, well worth investing your time in because it will make all of the difference in how your child is able to cope with all the stimulation in the world. So if you've not already done so today, put aside everything you're stressed out about, everything you've been teaching about, everything you might be worried about. Go give yourself five to 10 minutes just to breathe and relax. Get your oxytocin released. Pet your dog. Listen to your favorite music. Get some sunshine on your face. Take a warm bath. Whatever that looks like for you to uh, fill your cup and then go spend time with your children just enjoying them. Let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your energy. They feel you first, first and foremost. And then just go, go play with them. Let them lead. It's okay for them to be in charge a little bit. You know, let them lead in what game you play. Tell, let them tell you how to build the Legos in their Lego world. Snuggle up, read a book, watch TV, whatever it looks like in your family as you spend time together. That is the foundation for building dopamine and oxytocin. That is the foundation for all these other things that you're hoping to develop. And remember what Brian reminds us of at any given moment, we can act out of our blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. We all have those blueprints. 
We can all slip into that place. Or we can choose one to two to take three deep breaths. And we can choose love. Much love to you guys, and we'll see you all tomorrow night. And thank you, Cal. Thank you so much for your feedback.